This week's Torah portion, Vaishlach, bears witness to the complicated character of our patriarch, Jacob. Jacob, whose struggles are manifest in some measure within each of us. The Safat Emet, the title of the main work of the 19th century Hasidic master, Rabbi Yehuda Arieh Leb Alter, helps us unpack the baggage Jacob has carried throughout his life. Perhaps we carry some of that baggage as well. So here's the setting. Jacob, away for 20 years after fleeing for his life due to his twin brother Esau's death threat, Jacob sends his messengers to deliver an invitation for reconciliation. Jacob now seeks his brother's favor. When word comes that Esau has accepted the invitation and is coming to meet Jacob with 400 men, Jacob is greatly frightened and understandably a little anxious. Perhaps Esau still wants to kill him. Jacob fears for his family, his possessions, and for his life. And once again, as when Jacob fled 20 years before in the biblical story, it's nighttime and Jacob is alone. This time, the text tells us that Jacob wrestled with a man all night long until the break of dawn. The Safat Emet links the Hebrew word for wrestle with the Hebrew word for dust, drawing on the tradition that imagines the dust kicked up from Jacob's all-night wrestling match reaches the heavens, dust settles on God's very throne. The sages, aghast, ask, could it be that there is some imperfection in God's realm? And sadly, the rabbis come to the realization that as long as evil exists, God's glory cannot be fully revealed in the world. And this, too, is Jacob's internal struggle. As long as his dark side continues to rear its ugly head, Jacob, like God, can never be at peace. When daylight breaks, Jacob is done wrestling, done grappling with his inner struggle. And Jacob has changed. He now walks with a limp, a battle scar, as it were, and is given a new name, Yisrael, one who wrestles with God. And that, too, is our name as a people, B'nai Yisrael. We are the children of Yisrael. There is no spiritual journey that bypasses struggle. Interestingly, 
though his name has been changed, the biblical authors continue to refer to Jacob as, well, Jacob. Yet, this is a new dawn for Jacob. He walks into the morning light, looks up, and sees Esau coming, still accompanied by 400 men. This time, Jacob is not afraid. He walks ahead alone to greet Esau. Jacob bows to the ground seven times, seven, a number of wholeness, the number of Shabbat. Esau runs to greet his brother. They embrace, they kiss, and they wept. And Jacob comes bearing gifts to present to Esau, perhaps to compensate for that which he took from his brother decades before. Yet Esau is not looking for a handout as he responds in the Hebrew, yesh li rav, I have abundance. Though much of rabbinic tradition interprets this, interprets Esau in a negative light, I choose to receive Esau differently. He has let go of his bitterness and his victimhood. He doesn't need his brother for material possessions. What he seeks is brotherly love, if not brotherly reconciliation. Jacob, in turn, expresses to Esau, yesh li kol, I have everything. After all of the struggles in his life, Jacob has gone through a personal transformation, and his new name attests to this. He has wrestled with himself and emerges Yisrael, one who wrestles with God, embodied in the divine spark that dwells in each of our souls. Yet the rabbis ask, how is it possible to say that you have everything? And the Safat Emet answers, and I paraphrase, one who is attached to God, the source of all, has everything. That's why one of God's names is Shalom, the word for peace and of wholeness. This is the essence of this day the day of Shabbat, to connect most deeply to the divine spark, the nikudat tov, that point of goodness, affirming that each of us lacks nothing. Each of us can say, yesh li kol, I have everything. Of course, it's never about material possessions. It's always about human connection and connections with creation. God's handiwork manifests on this fragile planet Earth. And as far as we can see into the night skies, 
through the marvels of telescopes as well, expanding our vision and understanding our smallness, walking with humility amidst the grandeur of infinity in the presence of the source of all. So as we look to Thanksgiving next week, however you'll celebrate, let's take a moment and yes, give thanks. Put a name to it, share it, write it down in the voices of a wedding couple, the shouts of young people celebrating, the songs of children at play, the sounds of leaves falling from the branches carried on the wind, the blessings of waking up each morning, and the miracles that our bodies function as they do, the love of a spouse, a child, a sibling, a friend, the memories of a loved one, the unspoken words between strangers experiencing the bond of love and kindness that unites us all. Perhaps from a place of gratitude and a recalibration of what makes us whole, the darkness of the human heart will crack open and let light in. And perhaps that's the break of dawn that Jacob experienced. The rabbis ask, Ezehu Asher, who is rich? And they answer, Hasamech Bechelko, one who is happy with what one has. So let me say, looking out at each of you in this sacred space in our sanctuary, extended to your homes, Yeshli Kol, I have everything, and so do you. Shabbat Shalom. Told the whole dog, I won't take these things for granted. Told the whole dog, now I see the world anew. Told the whole dog, friends and family bring laughter to my soul. But my life would have no meaning without you. Told the whole dog, I won't take these things for granted. Hold on, now I see the world anew Hold on, friends and family bring laughter to my soul But my life would have no meaning without you Without you